1: Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good. Because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
2: Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Polika. With me tonight are my good friends, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. We're recording this from Motel 6 in Morro Bay, California. We're in the midst of halfway through uh, our annual trip. Every year we take a trip with uh, a dog or two or three and leave all our significant others at home. And this year we headed up the coast from San Diego to Big Sur, California. But before we go into the details as to why we're telling you all about this trip and perhaps sharing the fact that we're having fun and you might be working. (laughs) (laughs) We need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. Don't go anywhere, and we'll explain more about what we're talking about as far as traveling with dogs in just a minute.
1: Sit. Stay. It's a Doggy Dog World. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
2: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me tonight are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott of, Hello. <laughs> of Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. We're halfway through uh, our annual doggy trip, and we just wanted to share some ideas about traveling with your dogs, some preparations ahead of time to make a trip uh, safer for you and your dog, and more fun for you and your dog, and some things you can do during your travels.
0: Before you even leave home, think about the things that you need to take with you. Um, you're going to need copies of your vaccination shot and any other medical records for your dog. Um, things to pack in your dog's bag. Of, well, poop bags to carry with you. Food. You want to take the, do- the food that your dog is used to having. Uh, it's no fun traveling with a dog that has an upset stomach. Make sure you bring enough food for the whole vacation. Water that they're used to having, at least for the first couple of days. Uh, brushes. Um, we walked through the Redwood Forest today with Walter, um, also known as the Swiffer. And it took <laughs> a, oh, a good 20, 30 minutes to brush out all of the debris that he brought back with him.
3: Bowls. Don't forget bowls. Bowls. Most common thing that can be forgotten.
0: And two toys. Two toys and any other toys. Any I mean, other I, toys. I put two
2: of Walter's red balls in his bag just in case I lost and one. And Petra forgot to bring a tennis ball for Keeley, so Keeley found one. She's um, been hunting for what
3: three days <laughs> in yes. seaweed debris on the beach, and she found a tennis ball. She so was I feel so like proud. a very bad mom. <laughs>
0: but she, was but she, very proud.
3: Yes. she was very proud. Yes, was very proud. Any make
0: sure that any flea and tick products are up to date, especially if you're going to be hiking in an area with ticks. With Walter, I got an additional leash uh, collar wrap onto which I could put um, contact information. His city dog license isn't going to do a lot of good up here, so I enclosed a piece of paper that has his name, my name, my cell phone number, and the cell phone number of Liz and Petra.
3: But don't assume cell phones work in every area as we've learned (laughs) on this trip. So you want to make sure your contact is somebody who's home, who can get to a phone, or or who has a cell phone that has a signal. A signal. (laughs) signal's good.
2: Or somebody at home who knows where you'll be staying. Right. So some way to reconnect you
0: with your puppy dog in case the awful thing happens that they get separated from you.
2: Uh, First aid kit. I always have a first aid kit in the van, and that has come in handy more times. Uh, Keep bandage materials cling wrap, antibiotic ointment, uh, cortisone ointment, peptobismol, kaopectate, no emodian for dogs. You can have emodian for people, but for dogs, just kaopectate or peptobismol.
3: Tweezers.
2: Tweezers, uh, eye wash, saline for eyes, Benadryl. uh, Benadryl for bee stings or allergic reactions. Uh, and that first aid kit needs to be updated before you start on your trip. But it make sure it's in a handy spot where everyone knows where it is, that it's well marked, and have bring more things in the first aid kit than you think you'll ever need because it does come in handy. And that's Walter <laughs> As
3: we said we're staying in a hotel today, so strange noises
2: outside is not good for these guys. <laughs> Another thing to bring are towels, and bring more towels than you think you need. Uh, Last night, we were up in the Redwood Forest in a tent cabin, and about 3.30 in the afternoon, it began to rain. And it rained and rained and And rained rained and rained. And then some more rain. (laughs) And uh, dogs were still had to go for walks still had to go for potty breaks we all got wet people and canines and with lots of towels it was fine uh there was no emergency no problem but make sure you've got those towels we needed lots because on our hike around the big sur river uh walter decided to
0: show off his water dog background and (laughs) went swimming there he went swimming (laughs) in the pacific ocean and the tidal pools um yeah we spent a lot of time drying you off.
2: Yes, we did. I think we've gone through four good-sized towels so far.
3: <laughs> Pretty brushing and drying them off, Walter. <laughs> oh, and then what? And don't forget uh, antibacterial wipes because we were hiking. There were uh, poison oak, poison ivy. Um, so make sure that after you go through a hike, have wipes so that you can wipe down your dog's coat. The dogs
0: are not susceptible to the poison oak or the poison sumac or the poison ivy you might be they can pick up the oils on their coats and bring it back to camp with you
2: so when you want to snuggle in the sleeping bag think twice Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) wipe them down (laughs) first get all that oil off
2: another thing you need to think about in preparation is uh, something that we've talked about in these podcasts many times before and that's the importance of training I can't emphasize enough how important it is that the dog is well behaved before you go camping, traveling, before you go anywhere. We watched other dogs as we've been on this trip, and a couple different times we just sat there and and said we couldn't believe how well behaved the three dogs that we have with us are. And we've got a variety. We've got Walter, who's been talked about many times, who's a cockapoo. We've got Keely, a Pomeranian. And then one of my Australian shepherds, Bashir. So it looks like, well, it's quite a variety of dogdom. (laughs) Or I think as
3: we nicknamed this trip, Lady in the Tramps.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or or the Princess in the Tramps. (laughs) But having them well-trained so that they walk nicely on a leash, they come when they're called, quickly and enthusiastically, and no matter what the distraction, Uh, they know the command quiet so that, as you just heard, when the dog barks in the motel room, he can be hushed and stopped. The The training is just so important, and it makes for a much nicer trip.
3: Weight, we've used a lot. Used Wait, weight when we can get out of Liz's van and we need to go places or out of the hotel or out of the tent cabin, we use weight a lot. Leave it <laughs> when you go hiking. They shouldn't be sniffing at things that they shouldn't stick their or, nose in. Or eating.
0: <laughs> or eating. <laughs> Even walking through the cities, um, the trash on the street, using a leave it then. If for those of you who are familiar with Highway 1 here in California, it's a narrow road in the the Carmel area, Uh, being able to tell the dogs, wait, when we get out of the car so we don't have to worry about them running out onto that busy narrow road. And we've seen both the best and the worst, I think, even just on this short trip. Pulling into the Motel 6 this afternoon, I saw an older couple walking with a large female Rottweiler and I was just so impressed at how nicely she was walking on the leash with them and how well behaved. And then we've seen... Santa Barbara, (laughs)
3: lady busy on a cell phone, not even knowing what her dog's doing. It's on a flexi. It's pulling its way to the end of the flexi and I think wanted to go nose to nose with a staffy. The staffy owner. Was it's trying fun. to control yeah. his dog. I was very impressed. So of course, the lady had no clue what her dog was yeah, here's doing. Here's
0: this guy trying to keep a young staffy from losing its mind, holding onto the muzzle, holding onto the collar, saying, <laughs> "Settle down."
3: And lady with a Shih Tzu,
0: just letting it get right up in that staffy's nose and go, "Go ahead, try it, guy." But her it.
3: cell phone call must have been much more yeah. important oh, than what yes. her dog was doing. <laughs> Not to mention all the joggers,
0: pedestrians. Um, bicyclists that were trying to navigate around her (laughs) (laughs) flexi-leash.
2: We saw the same thing up on uh, Monterey Fisherman's Wharf. Gentleman walked in with a, as he he proudly told us, a bull mastiff, Rhodesian Rhodesian Ridgeback mix named Fred. And Fred was pretty well behaved. He was walking nicely. And then another gentleman walked onto the wharf with a tan and white chihuahua out at the end of the leash, scrabbling and pulling and barking and snarling, and his owner just kind of laughed and let the dog do his thing, and he went after Bashir, but I told Bashir, leave it, and turned him away, and the owner just laughed, "Ha, ha, 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 apparently that's quite funny, and then the Chihuahua drug him over to Fred. Fred's also a very young dog, but the owner had good control and just put his hand under Fred's chin so that he couldn't look down at the Chihuahua. But again, the Chihuahua owner just thought it was funny, ha 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 ha, but unfortunately one day that's going to be disastrous and he's going to let that little dog do something and a bigger dog is just going to nab him and that will probably be the end of the Chihuahua. So it's very sad. It's rude at the least. Dangerous at yes. the worst. Yep.
3: but then our adventures at the beach, with all the beach dog uh, dogs off leash on a beach, actually was very good. Yes. The mm-hmm. Dogs left each other alone, just passed by, quick sniff, bye-bye, and went on. So that yep. was very nice. Yeah. Our dogs had a great time.
0: So we've seen the good and the bad, and the, the beautiful and the ugly, frankly, on this trip. Um, one of our students, we were so proud, because she was so proud. She just came back from a cross-country trip she put into her van two Newfoundlands, two golden retrievers, and, and it was at Havanese. Havanese. Havanese sounds like a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> and did a cross-country trip. I think a couple of dog shows, but also going to Illinois homes. Mm-hmm. She Illinois, went from California to Illinois, uh, with four very large dogs. Staying mm-hmm. at relatives' homes. Well, her husband's parents are in a retirement home. They don't even have a yard. Um, So the dogs had to stay in the garage, in crates, and many walks around the neighborhood. She was so proud that even the security guard at the retirement home had come over and complimented her on how well-behaved her dogs were.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's all the hotels she stayed in. She got refunds back on each one of them for five dogs in a room. They didn't even know there was five dogs there, so she did get her pet refunds back. And she had a
0: good time traveling with her dogs. And
2: even her husband admitted they Uh. had a good time traveling (laughs) with the dogs. Well, that gives an example.
3: When we went to the hotel, we luckily they allowed us to come in with our dogs, and the people didn't even know when we were eating there that they even had our dogs were with us because they were so Mm -hmm. quiet, well behaved. Mm -hmm. I love it.
2: Yes. Yes. Now, some keys to traveling with your dog. First of all, never assume that a campground, a hotel, or a motel is going to allow your dog. Uh, it's important to make plans first. There's a, there's a lot of different resources you can use to do this. Um, one pet com up on the internet lists a number of, of different types of places, both hotels, motels, bed and breakfast and campgrounds that allow dogs. And you can search it in a variety of different ways, including zip code or city and state. But, uh, PetFriendly.com is an excellent resource. I also use uh, the Automobile Association guidebooks and tour books, and maps that also list where pets are allowed and when they're not, where they're not.
3: Oh, and Kate was reading
0: Dog Lovers Guide. California, to California. Dog, Lo- California, dog Lo- California Dog Lovers Guide, I think, is the name of it. It's and so there's there's
2: book. many of those for other states also. Give lodgings, dog
0: parks. Um, the rules and regulations overview of the area so there, are things like that that you can go to and look at before you go on the trip so you're not surprised
2: right but let's take a break uh for our sponsors and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about traveling with your dog and we'll talk a little bit too about some of our adventures and give you some ideas this some of the things simple things that you can do with your dog so just hold on for a few minutes and we'll be right back
1: sit stay it's a doggy dog world we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact
0: In your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to Paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslosky, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
2: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are my good friends, Petra Burke, and Kate Abbott of Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. As I said at the beginning of this show, we're in a Motel 6 in Morro Bay, California. We're halfway through our annual trek with our dogs. We leave significant others at home, each grab a dog, and we take off for a week. Uh, It's a good vacation from the daily routine. It's wonderful exposure for our dogs. They get to do a variety of things they wouldn't ordinarily do and it's a great uh it's a great way to spend time with friends but let's talk a little bit more about um, preparation for a trip things you can do during a trip and then we'll also talk about some of our adventures that we've had on this particular trip
3: <laughs> well one of the things that we we uh, need to mention is if you're staying in a hotel is to bring an extra sheet blanket or something that you can put over the bed if you have a dog that sheds a lot, or or something on the ground, such um, as Bashir, an Aussie, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Walter with his muddy paws,
3: <laughs> and, and whatever else debris he has in his mustache, um, <laughs> but consider that if you've got a dog that that uh, is a a woofer, or what do we call Swiffer. it, now? Swiffer, Swiffer, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, brings debris in, or does, dust a, mop. or does a heavy shedding type dog. Bring something that uh, you can lay on the ground or if your dog sleeps you, on the bed to lay on top of the uh, the covers. You can just shake
0: it out in the morning and then pack it away. Makes it much nicer for the hotel and makes it more likely that they're going to stay dog friendly for the yes. next And Sunday.
2: that's an important, uh, important idea because uh, one of the quickest ways for dog owners to lose their ability to bring their dogs with them is to have a few irresponsible dog owners make it difficult for the hotel or the hotel staff or the campground staff Um, and i think it's that leads into another point we need to obey the rules if they want the dogs kept on leash we need to keep them on leash if they want the dog to go potty in a specific area that's where we should take our dogs and of course always 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 clean up after our dogs
0: I was so disappointed at the first motel we stayed in that first night.
2: In San Simeon. Oh, yeah.
0: To take the dogs for a walk and find that previous owners had not picked up after their dogs.
2: And not just one or two, but multiple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very sad because that is the kind of thing that will cause us to lose our ability to take our dogs. And I really enjoy <laughs> traveling with the dogs. Oh, me
0: too. <laughs> And you know, one more, one fine point of dog etiquette when you pick up the poop in the bag, tie a knot in the bag before you throw it in the mm-hmm. trash can. It just makes the aroma so much nicer for the next person to walk by <laughs> your trash can. Keep the ambiance <laughs> wonderful.
3: Okay. And also, if you plan on uh, going uh, sightseeing or touring, for example, Hearst Castle. If you're gonna go there, that's a, what, a four hour tour? Minimum four hour tour. And almost sounds like Gilligan Island, four hour tour. (laughs) (laughs) But um, find a place where you can leave your dog. Safely, not in your car. Not in your car, not in your hotel room. Um, But there's a daycare somewhere Mm -hmm. near Hearst Castle. A lot of the
0: big amusement parks have kennels attached. So you need your vaccination health records to be able to board your dog there while you're having a fun day at the happiest place on earth. Um, Hearst Castle doesn't have a kennel, but there's a kennel in town that apparently makes a good business by doing daycare boarding for people that want to go see Hearst Castle.
3: So don't think you're tied down. You can't do tours or some sightseeing that doesn't allow dogs. Just do some research ahead of time. Plan it ahead of time.
2: Now, some of the things that you can do with your dog, uh, for example, uh, we've hit the beaches a lot this time. Our dogs have been at the beach in Morro Bay. They've been at the beach in San San Simeon, and they've been at the beach in Carmel. All beaches that do allow dogs legally. Uh, The beach in Morro Bay asked that the dogs be on leash and that they don't go to the breeding grounds or nesting grounds for some endangered birds. So, of course, we obeyed that. The other beaches, the dogs were allowed uh, off-leash, which is great fun because then they can run up and down in the sand and splash in the water and dig in the seaweed that's been washed up, which is where Keeley found her tennis ball. <laughs> her even wet, then, soggy,
3: sandy tennis ball. But Keely never experienced the beach. So initially, don't remember. So don't coddle your dog if they're afraid of something. Sure. She was like, "Oh God, sand!" And I think her feet were so wide, almost like a duck. <laughs> um, but once she understood that this was fun, and then the seaweeds aren't so gross and yucky, she was playing with those little seaweed balls and running through seaweed. And... Giant kelp bladders <laughs> and apparently are great fun to pop. <laughs> so once your dog figures out how much fun it is, you can. Oh my gosh, you can just giggle. The whole time watching your dog being silly.
2: And fill up a memory card in your camera. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: that's part of the fun of traveling
0: with dogs wherever you're going is getting to experience a place through their eyes. And Of course,
3: then we went to Carmel... And we went to Fisherman's Wharf, where Kate and I had great time eating all
2: sorts of <laughs> clam chowder in a bowl and stuff. Well, most of it. Um, and Kate spilled some clam chowder. <laughs>
3: on the
0: dogs' heads. I was sharing with them.
3: <clears throat> <clears throat> but out there, one thing our dogs don't experience on a daily basis is the sea lions. That's a lot of weird noise. Barking dogs in the water underneath the Fisherman's Wharf. Very unusual. The dogs uh, aren't too thrilled about that initially
0: <laughs> the breakers as we came toward the end of the pier back to the beach side the breakers crashing on to shore right underneath the pier apparently that was very worrisome for a while
2: yeah when so we,
3: down upon those yes
0: we let him hang out we jollied them through it and
2: they they said okay all right no big deal it's not going to take us away right. and and that's important if your dog is afraid of something don't console him don't pet him but instead as Kate says jolly him if you make fun of it, if you uh, talk happy to your dog, come on, that's not so scary. You're a brave boy. Let's go and let the dog understand that you're not afraid, you're happy, and uh, and, and he can handle it too. Another thing to keep in mind are some of the signs that your dog will give you to, to show you that he's stressed. Uh, one of the first signs that many dogs do is they yawn. Yawning is what is called a calming signal. So if the dog is worried, stressed, um, thinks that you're, you're perhaps a little tenser than you should be, he may yawn and at the same time turn his head away. That's a stress reliever. He may uh, lick at his nose, just putting the tip of his tongue out of his mouth. Uh, the eyes may be wide open, the pupils dilated, his body may be stiff, his ears back, if he's got a tail, the tail will be tucked sometimes, and sometimes dogs vocalize a little bit more. I found that uh, with Bashir out on the wharf when the waves were crashing underneath him and he was a little stressed. He started talking a little bit more to me, just just some little whines and, and yelps, just enough to let me know that, okay, Mom, I'm not sure about this. This is pretty scary. And at that point, I realized that he was. He was a little worried about it. Even though he's pretty brave in most situations, he was a little stressed by that.
3: And Keely would yawn and shake. The little thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Walter's much more dramatic. He curls into a ball, flings himself behind me. <laughs> Only his nose peeks out. Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's just as dramatic when he gets over it.
1: But traveling
0: is stressful. Uh, the, you know, most of the dogs didn't ask to be put into the car and go for a ride for 12 hours at a time.
2: <laughs> Although these guys <guests> do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't
2: go anywhere, anytime. So some things we did with the dogs that are fun, besides walking Fisherman's Wharf and, and the beach, we, we also walked them in the Redwoods um, up at Big Sur. They got to splash in the Big Sur River, uh, hunt for crawdads in the Big Sur River, uh, climb the rocks. We saw deer oh, smells. which Smells. Oh, and the smells, yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We saw deer and wild turkeys and raccoons, and of course we made sure the dogs never, ever chased the li- uh, the, the wildlife, the wildlife. <laughs> livestock. not livestock, <laughs> the wildlife. But uh, they got to smell and climb the rocks and climb the logs and climb under the fire-burned logs of the redwoods, the old trunks, The clover and the ferns—it's just absolutely wonderful. Doggy heaven, I would think.
3: Mm Yep, especially when uh, that one time the raccoon was outside the door, and Liz opened the door, and Riker (laughs) went right behind her. His mom got your back, mom. You go out first. It's a big raccoon, bigger than me.
2: yeah yeah Um, my brave boy (laughs) stood behind my legs and uh, gave a very good
0: example of the weight command
2: yes 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 (laughs) yes yes. I don't think I gave it I think he thought it was implied (laughs) and certainly mom was as far as he was concerned in control of the situation (laughs) the big thing with traveling with your dogs I think is is your preparation ahead of time Making sure you're a responsible dog owner while you're out and about in public. Always leave your campground, your motel room uh, as good or better than when you rented it. Uh, Don't leave a mess for others to clean up. And then don't forget to have fun, because that's what it's all about. Have fun with your dog, let your dog learn new things, see new things, smell new things, uh, and have a lot of fun.
0: And protect and guide them on the trip. The mental stimulus of being in new places, new smells, going, not being able to sleep six hours a day like they might normally yeah. do while you're at work, <laughs> uh, is tiring for them. So uh, they, Walter definitely gets tired and cranky by the end of the day. Oh,
2: so does Keeley.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah, Keeley, tonight when we left to go get dinner, didn't want to move. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're walking out the door and goes, leave me here. I'm fine on the bed. Thank you. <laughs> Room service, please deliver.
2: And that brings up uh, uh, another point, too, though, that we need to keep in mind. Obviously, we're not going to keep the same schedule when you're traveling as you would at home. Um, you're not going to work during the day. The dog's not staying at home or whatever. The schedule's going to be disrupted. But try to keep some things on schedule. Try to feed your dog at a, a relatively normal time for him. Make sure that he gets the potty breaks outside when he needs it. And don't forget the water. Uh, we may not always remember that, that that our dogs need the the water just like we do. So have that water dish available as much as possible.
3: Encourage him to, to drink. If not, add a little bit more water to their food than normal.
2: Offer him some ice cubes.
3: Mm-hmm. Very yeah. important.
2: Yeah, so I think that will uh, be it for this show for you. Uh, we're going to tape another show in a few more days as our uh, adventures continue. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about traveling with dogs, some things that we've run into, some things that you might run into, and how to handle the situation. So for the next time, this is Liz Polika, Petra Burke, Kate Abbott, from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center. This is... Traveling
0: on the road. <laughs> and Bashir, Walter, and Keeley, very happy and tired dogs. Yeah.
2: This is It's a doggy Dog World, where we talk about everything about living with dogs, including traveling with them. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Having a rough day? <coughs> Longing for the dog days of summer? <coughs> Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life?